Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick, and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Curry gets a drag straight crossing half court. Guarded by Wood on the switch. Step back. He can feel it now. It's a heat check three for Curry as he was falling down. Knocked it down. It's a 20 to nothing one for the Warriors. And they lead 73-59. That was totally ridiculous. It was a ridiculous third quarter for Stephen Curry. 23 of his 30 points uh, on the night. The Warriors uh, flipped around what uh, really was an ugly first half akin to what we'd seen against Sacramento and Dallas and Minnesota. But the Warriors were able to wipe it all away in that third quarter. 39-12, the Dubs outscore the Rockets. And it winds up being a night where Stephen Curry and Draymond Green don't even have to play in the fourth quarter. Dubs get the win, 113-87 to in Houston. So back to 500, Ryan Covey. And good news uh, on the scoreboard as the Orlando Magic have just upset the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies had a lead for most of that game, but uh, Cole Anthony with a 27-foot three in the final second to give Orlando a one-point win over the Grizzlies in that one. So a good night for the Warriors. The Pelicans and the Timberwolves are going to overtime in Minneapolis as we speak. So it could be a great night for the Warriors before we're off the air here in the next hour. Yeah, no question. And they gutted it out tonight. Look, you don't get credit for beating the Rockets. Like, that's, a, as you would say, J.D., a price of admission win. But uh, the way that they imposed their will in the third quarter defensively, holding the Rocket to 12 points. The Rockets, excuse me. uh, It looked like the Rocket. It looked like there was only one of them at times tonight. But uh, holding the Rockets to just 12 points in in the third quarter. And Steph just going off after going 2 of 12 in the first half. It didn't come a moment too soon. I mean, that's Steph Curry uh, this whole year. I know bad news about Kelly. Oubre today but uh such is life for the Golden State Warriors right now and uh you know just it's, I, I just marvel at Steph every time uh at the things he's able to do and you shudder to think where this team would be without him the good news is you don't have to worry about that because they got him they got him and, and he carried him through again I don't, I don't know whether they started playing well and then he got rolling or he got rolling and then they started playing well I think it's probably more the latter than the former, but regardless, the Warriors will take it. You mentioned the news on Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, Shams Charania uh, reporting uh, at halftime, basically dropped this nugget, uh, reporting that uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., a torn ligament in his left wrist and a fracture of his palm, uh, Oubre re-aggravated uh, that 
uh, going back uh, the the wrist on April 9th, missed 11 days, returned, re-aggravated the injury. Steve Kirk confirmed that he re-aggravated the injury uh, going back to April 9th uh, in, in recent games here. Uh, so further evaluations to come. I know Steve Kerr didn't have many details he, uh, as far as what the course of action would be moving forward. Really didn't confirm all of the Shams report. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not good news any way you want to slice it uh, as far as Kelly Oubre goes. So the Warriors could continue to be shorthanded here. Uh, but it does sound like there hasn't been a determination made as of yet as to whether or not he has to shut it down or he can attempt to play through it here in the, in the closing games of this season. Yeah, and it's a shooting hand, obviously, the wrist issue. So uh, that's not good. And, you know, Kelly Oubre, uh, you know, the scoring, you you really don't want to lose that. Uh, obviously, what, he's about 15 points a game, six rebounds. But it's the defense. It's the wing defense. It's him guarding uh, the other team's best backcourt player on such a consistent basis. Uh, you know, the, the, the reach of, of, of Oubre, the wingspan, like the athleticism. I mean, he's really carved out a big-time niche for himself on this basketball team and, you know, since kind of shifting to that bench role, had solidified that bench group uh, for the, the spell of games that he was there. So this can't be categorized as anything but a, just a really tough loss. And, you know, maybe they go back to uh, Gary Payton the second, maybe bring him back in for the rest of the year. Uh, if Ubre is indeed going to be out for the season, options are limited right now. You know, you don't have a lot of big-time players just waiting around for a phone call from an NBA team. Um, but regardless, uh, you got to carry on it for the Golden State Warriors because they, if, if one team is used to guys going down with injury and having to adapt, it's this basketball team. Yeah, and, and frankly, I mean, you we could talk about the stats and, and that all play. They just don't have enough good players. I mean, flat out to, to, to really, you know, withstand not having Kelly Oubre Jr. I mean, for me, uh, that that's a that's a game changer as far as you know, if he winds up not being able to come back. I feel like that's the difference between, you know, feeling really good about a play in tournament scenario that gets you in and feeling like, OK, that's going to be a tough climb, even maybe against uh, a team like San Antonio or Memphis. Whereas to me, if you if you have him in the fold, you can play that that nine man rotation that, that Steve Kerr's had. You get Damian Lee back at some point here in the next couple of days. Uh, I think that'll be you know, key as well uh, as he comes out of the, the health and safety protocols and hopefully can can play. But. But yeah, the, the Warriors just don't have enough good players. I mean, they're 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 paper thin as is, but they had cobbled together that nine man group uh, that that was getting the job done. And now you start taking away from that, and it could be it could be you know really really tough uh, for, for them to not only finish the regular season, but more importantly, it's it's about what's the matchup going to be in the play in tournament, and are you the best version that you possibly can be of yourself in an attempt to try and navigate your way through that and into a playoff series. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, hopefully Damian Lee can get back pretty quickly. And then I guess you can go Bazemore in the starting lineup at the two. And, and then Damian Lee can be the backup. Obviously, Jordan Poole, a part of that guard rotation coming off the bench. And as I mentioned, maybe GP2, um, you know, just to add a little depth and maybe a little defensive identity. Because, you know, say what you want about Kent Bazemore. He's, he's had a good year shooting the three. And, you know, he's a veteran player. But defensively, at times, he can leave a lot to be desired. Uh, so that could be maybe a card to play for Steve Kerr when 
things get, you know, when, when they start uh, leaking oil defensively, um, maybe having a card like that of, of GP2 to play. But either way, it just it just sucks because it sucks for Kelly Oubre, who's obviously going to be a pending free agent. It sucks for the team because they need him. And again, we'll, we'll wait till the Warriors make that official announcement. We just got Shams reporting as of now, but typically that's that's pretty much scripture. And if this is something that requires surgery, it's going to be a couple of months for Oubre, which would no doubt shut down his season. Unless, of course, the Warriors like found themselves in the NBA Finals or something like that. Yeah, so it just it, it it's just bad for everybody. Bad for everybody involved here. But uh, again, no no decision as of yet as to you know how long he's going to be out or whether or not he's going to be able to to attempt to to play through it. So we'll get more on that if we get more on that uh, in the next hour. We'll absolutely pass it along. But it sounds like, uh, according to Steve Kerr, that uh, a more detailed update uh, will be coming from the Warriors tomorrow as they uh, take the day, have a practice, get ready to face the Pelicans. Uh, in what will be the first of a couple of games in New Orleans on Monday and Tuesday. Pelicans, by the way, uh, mentioned they're going to overtime in Minneapolis. Uh, they actually rallied from 10 down with three minutes to go. It was 119 to 109 uh, and a 14-4 run for the Pelicans to force overtime. And they now have a six-point lead on Minnesota with 103 to go. So it looks like uh, the Pelicans are going to be able to survive and win at Minnesota to keep pace with the Warriors and the Spurs. Uh, they would be three games back of both uh, sitting in 11th place, the, the one team on the outside looking in with a, a shot, maybe. Uh, really, it's contingent on the Pelicans. They'd have to beat the Warriors really all three times in the three head-to-head right. matchups that are coming up here uh, in the next week. So uh, regardless, the Warriors getting the win tonight uh, is the most important thing uh above anything the Pelicans are doing because it sets the Warriors up to be in really good shape as long as they can get one of these next two in New Orleans beginning on Monday. Yeah, and then you come home with six to finish it out. You got the Pelicans again. You got the Thunder. Um, you got Memphis to close out the year. I know they got a t- couple of tough games against the uh, the Suns and the Jazz, who are both jostling for that top spot. But you know, getting a six game homestand to wrap up your campaign is uh, is as much as a team can hope for. You are going to have to face some tough teams. I mean, you are playing in the NBA's Western Conference after all. And I just get this feeling, JD. I've been saying it for weeks. That Memphis game, last game of the year, I feel like you know that's going to decide some playoff position without question and hopefully for the Warriors it's going to be the difference between the eighth seed and the ninth seed hopefully the Spurs will cooperate and lose some games down the stretch where you're playing that night for the opportunity to only you know to to have two chances to win one game to get into a playoff scenario and if the Warriors are indeed shorthanded without Oubre and obviously still without Wiseman uh, the rest of the way that would certainly be nice for this team who's you know let's face it they've been a win one lose one kind of team for most of the year the the pole of 500 is strong JD we've seen it all year long and once again gravity gravity does its work it won't let the Warriors stray too far in the wrong direction either pulls them back in towards 500 right back 32 and 32 which is basically where they've been this entire season sitting at 500. Yeah, and eight games to go now, three of the eight against the New Orleans Pelicans. And as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, all the Warriors have to do is be one game back of Memphis uh, going into to that game, assuming, again, that they would be ahead of San Antonio. But all they got to do is tie San Antonio uh, to, to move ahead of San Antonio. So uh, the Warriors are, are still in, in good position as long as, again, the, the template now is make sure you win one in New Orleans so you, you wind up going in there uh, three games up 
and you wind up coming out of there three games up, uh, and, and, and you know, no worse than that. Uh, you don't want it to be you lose both and all of a sudden you're only one game up. That's when it gets a little tricky and then you wouldn't have the tiebreaker at that point because you would have dropped the two games, which which would guarantee you're going to lose the season series at that right. point. So you, you get the split, you come home and you take care of, of Oklahoma City a couple of times. And then, uh, you know, I think the Warriors a, a week from tonight at the end of that second Oklahoma City game should be in good position. But at that point, you know, those are games the Warriors really have to get because then it does get much tougher. you got the top two teams in the Western Conference who are going to be battling for the the one and the two seed, the, the Jazz and the Suns at Chase Center for a back-to-back a week from Monday and Tuesday. And those two teams currently are tied for the top spot in the West, so they're going to be battling <laughs> it out. The Warriors could uh, impact that seeding at the top of the conference, too, if they're able to, to pick off a win against one of those teams. Obviously, the Warriors were able to beat the Jazz in their lone appearance to this point inside Chase Center. The Suns have not been to Chase Center yet this season. That will be their lone appearance coming up uh, a week from this Tuesday. 888-957-9570, 9570 Warriors get the win tonight, 113-87 uh, to in Houston. Big night for Stephen Curry, really a big third quarter for Stephen Curry. 23 of his 30 uh, in that quarter. Looking at that quarter for Steph, 7 of 11 overall, 5 of 7 from three-point range uh, for Stephen Curry. Uh, the 23 points, he was a plus 27 as the Warriors were a plus 27 in the frame. We saw the Warriors get beat, what, 30 Six to twelve uh, against Dallas the other night, and then it was actually a thirty-nine to twelve run. If you went into right. the second quarter tonight, the Warriors flipped that script on Houston, and they outscore them thirty-nine twelve in that first. Impressive stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, I know in the first half the Warriors certainly looked a little, little doggish, a little sluggish, Awful. and yeah, I mean, turning the ball over, Steph. Two of 12. They weren't getting out in transition. The, I will say this. The, the one thing I'll say for the Warriors I, the, the, that gave me hope in the second half, 21 of their first uh, 21 field goals assisted. So that's that was at least some, uh, you know, some sign of life for this team because, you know, too many times we've seen them get bogged down, uh, you know, when when they're not getting stops and, and they're getting scored on, then they're coming down the field against the, they're coming down the court against a set defense and they've had a hard time unlocking uh, and getting the ball moving. But regardless, yeah, they were bad in the first half. And, you know, I, I don't think Steve Kerr, you know, I know Draymond talked to the guys after the show or after the game tonight uh, on, on the television broadcast. And, you know, I don't think Steve Kerr like hammered the guys in any stretch. He, he actually tried to draw some positives. Um, um, and, and ultimately, you know, they got going because Steph Curry got going. And it's so funny, J.D., how, you know, technically, you know, th th there shouldn't be a huge correlation between your, your your shots start dropping even against set defenses and your defense gets better. But that means the other team is, you know, coming against your set defense as opposed to getting out in transition and running on you. So for whatever reason, this Warriors team, when the ball starts going in the net, the juices start flowing for them and they seem to be a much better defensive outfit. I mean, I, I know that, you know, again, you know, teams getting stopped and getting out in transition, you know, that's a, you know, one hand washes the other there, if you will. But uh, this team seemingly more than others, when they start to see that ball go in the net, they start to get rolling and then you see them ramp up the intensity defensively, uh, you know, double teaming, rallying, uh, you know, just making life tough on ball handlers, getting out on shooters, doing all the little stuff uh, that sometimes they've lacked, like, I don't know, in the first half tonight. Yeah, you got you got to score the basketball in this in this league. I mean, the Warriors are a good defensive team for the most part. They've been a good defensive team all year. 
I'm far less worried about the Warriors' defense on a regular basis than I am about about the, the ragged offense. And I thought, even though the numbers statistically against Minnesota, when you look at the box score, it looks like it was fine. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they ran out of gas down the stretch of that game and, and, and couldn't defend, but they also couldn't keep up against a team that isn't a good defensive team. You know, the Rockets are a team that you can put a lot of points on. You, you got to score. And in the first half, I mean, this thing was setting up like, yeesh. I mean, 49 points in the first half against the Rockets, like that's that's just not going to cut it. And, you know, again, I, I feel like tonight was uh, disaster averted kind of a night. Like there aren't really a lot of positive takeaways from this, and it looks a lot like uh, so many of the Warriors' wins really over the course of, of the last month where, hey, Steph went off, a couple of guys came along for the ride, and the opposition is just overmatched, and you walk out of there with a building, or you walk out of the building with a win. So good, you take it. It's absolutely a positive. It's more than just better than the alternative. I don't want to get carried away and act like there's there's no good that comes of it. But there aren't really a lot of takeaways from this ball game for me. You know, Andrew Wiggins got his twenty on eight of fourteen. Michael Mulder. Nice yeah. game for him, 17, and, and Jordan Poole plays well uh, against the Rockets, although he does extend that streak again. I, I thought I looked up tonight. I thought, well, he's got to be over 50% tonight, right? Nope. Got to be over 50% tonight. So, he, But uh, nice game for Poole, but winds up 5 for 12, so that's now 21 in the last 22 games for Jordan Poole, uh, under 50% from the field. But he was a, a, a positive impact player tonight. Yeah, he was better tonight. He was. Now you would hope, like I got, I'll put it like this: if Jordan Poole struggles against the Rockets right now, then Houston, we got big problems uh, for Poole, and and his game's been in, you know, really headed in the wrong direction for a while. He's having a miserable time shooting the three, and and so many of his field goal attempts come from beyond the arc. And you know, at times I feel like he just settles for a bad look early in the shot clock. Uh, and, and that's kind of where my frustration lies with Poole. But it was a better game for him tonight. I mean, 5 of 12, you'll, you'll live with that. Um, you'd like to see a few more of those threes go in. But it almost seems to me like when Jordan Poole gets in attack mode and, and you know, he can get that little mid-range going and he can certainly finish at the bucket, he's got that kind of athleticism to go around guys and beat them off the dribble, uh, that's when, you know, I think Poole can be at his best. Obviously, hit the peak of his game is when he's also hitting his threes, but I would like to see him when the three isn't going down to look to score in other ways. Um, and, and I think he's still kind of figuring out how to do that. Uh, you mentioned Michael Mulder, though. And, and honestly, you know, look, with, uh, again, with Ubre going down, if he's going to be out for the rest of the year, that's another guy that Steve Kerr is just going to have to lean on. And this team needs shooting. As you mentioned, J.D., you got to score the basketball. And Steph can't be the only guy on this team that can hit threes consistently. I know Wiggins uh, has, has had a pretty good year, a career-high year for him shooting the three ball, but he was much hotter earlier in the season. He's cooled off, and he can have some rough nights putting up threes as well. Uh, I think Mulder, as far as, you know, just pure shooters on this team, um, you know, obviously Steph being the greatest shooter of all time, but Mulder would be pretty high on my list of guys. Like, if I'm going to give him a corner three and do I feel like he's going to knock it down fairly consistently, Mulder would be pretty high up on that list for me. Let's get to Priest in Palo Alto. Priest, you're up here on Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Priest. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. I'm just at the point where if Oubre's out for the rest of the year, just pull the plug. I mean, you know, what's the point in going to the playoffs just to get mollywhopped by some team for zip and embarrassed? You know, I don't want to see Steph go through that. You know, I don't mind 
you know, the young guys playing and getting a taste of the playoffs and whatnot. I'm just saying, man. You know, well, Priest, I want to ask you this, Priest. I want to ask you this. I want, I, I, I want to, I want to hear your answer to it. Is it, is it more embarrassing to watch Steph Curry get beat four nothing in the playoffs, or is it more embarrassing to not make the playoffs with it with a ten team field? I'm saying, all you have to do is look at what's around him. I'm right. That's fine. I'm, I don't even disagree with that part, Priest. All I'm saying is, if you don't make the playoffs. What do you what do you have then? Like you just said, you'd rather not make it. And appreciate the call, priest. I mean, would you rather not? Like, and again, I you know this is an interesting dynamic sometimes with Warriors fans, right? Because I think at times it's like, well, wait a minute. If we quit, then then Steph ain't gonna get the you know <laughs> people aren't gonna be coming at Steph because we made the business decision to quit as as an organization. It doesn't work that way. If you no. miss the play, if you miss the plan. And in, in, when, when 10 teams get a shot to advance and get trimmed down to eight, that's a joke of a season. I'm sorry. That's a joke. So there is something to be said for getting into the group of 10. To me, that's price of admission. I mean, Steph's going to wind up playing, you know, in, in all likelihood, what, 64 games, uh, you know, knock on wood for the Warriors' sake. And you know what? If, if that's going to happen, you need to be in the damn playing tournament, for crying out loud. And if you don't, that's, a, that's an embarrassment of a season. I, I totally agree. I've, I've maintained this entire season how critical it is for this team to be a playoff team this year. And again, this is against the backdrop of 15 wins last year. Like, if we were going through this situation, but it was last year, J.D., I might be a little more apt for, hey, you know what? Like, they build up a lot of goodwill, you know, uh, you know, five straight finals, three titles. They're, they're acquired, you know, they're, they're entitled to a, a gap year, a break year. You can't have two, and not with this payroll, not with what expectations are next year where you hope this team can get back to. Because if you're if you're not trying to make the playoffs this year, then it, it basically would be time to pack it in and, and really start a rebuild at that point because, you know, what do you have? And so, no, I, I think it's it's critical for this team to make the playoffs, and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, J.D., much more embarrassing for this basketball team to make not make the playoffs as opposed to, you know, get schooled in a playoff series. And by the way, Steph Curry, with, with the way he's playing right now and you get Draymond in a playoff series, sure, against Phoenix or, or against Utah, it would be a tough go. But I still think the Warriors could, could make a couple of those games tight and even win one or two of them. I don't think the Warriors would get swept. I really don't. Um, I, I guess only time will tell. But, you know, the, the other part of this, too, is, I mean, if you think about it, the Warriors have been dealt so many injuries down the stretch, J.D., and just one body blow after another I think it would be meaningful for this team to still make the playoffs in spite of that to say no 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 we don't pack it in like we are going to fight till the last game and we never feel like we're out of it to me that's what I want my organization if I'm a fan of a team I want my team to always go for it because that's that's an ethos that's that's you talk about culture like that's what the Warriors culture needs to be we want to win basketball games and if guys go down somebody else is going to step up and we're going to take this thing as far as we can yeah, you just you you want to keep competing and and you don't you don't quit because you know, you don't quit because you don't think you can win a first round series. There's still a benefit to the play in tournament. There's a benefit to playing in that series. And and look, the Warriors are not it's not like the Warriors probably aren't winning in the first round. Like even if even if they had Ubre, they're probably not right. winning in the first round. Now they could win a game or two and I'm I'm with you and and maybe a series could 
you know, get tight and one of these other teams and they give them a run, like, I, I, that's on the table. But the reality, like, I, I feel like Warriors fans are kind of living in this unrealistic world. Like, oh, well, now Uber is out, so, uh, you know, don't have a shot, so just pack it in. You probably don't have a shot anyway, you know, in, yeah. in, 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 in all reality. But that doesn't mean you just tap out and decide to call it a season. What are we talking about here? I mean, that just, I, that, that kind of thing boggles my mind. Yeah, and, and look, well, then what was the point of the Warriors battling through this entire season? And look, Steph's had an MVP caliber season. He's not going to win the MVP, but he's had an MVP caliber season. And, and for this organization and for these guys that he plays with, like they, they owe it to Steph, too to ball out for this guy and at least get this team into the postseason. You don't want to look up when it's all said and done. And, and look, you know, if this was an eight-team playoff season, you know, unless the Warriors creep up into that eight spot, the only way they would have made it into the playoffs is because of the, the new expanded playoff rules anyway. So they're already kind of catching a break. Um, and, and to me, you know, getting in the playing tournament would be huge because those are, you know, single elimination, do-or-die games. It's going to be that sense of urgency. It certainly will have a playoff feel to it. Uh, and then, you know, so even those games alone, whether they play one or two of them, will serve some of these guys well. But just getting into a postseason series, I think that's mandatory. Plus, it'll kind of let you know, like, I, I, you know, we got a pretty good idea where they're at. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But it will, it will really kind of punctuate to Warriors fans, the front office, that's what, like competitors in the West look like. And if you're that far behind, well, maybe it'll help you understand what you need to address coming up in the offseason as well. Yeah, it's a great measuring stick, no no question. And and look, if you do wind up playing the Suns of the Jazz, I mean, that's going to be, you know, the Jazz have some demons. The Suns have never been there with this group. So it, it's not like it's not like you can't, you know, give them hell and, and, and make them sweat a little bit. I mean, I do think that's on the table. I do think, though, from time to time, people – you know, don't realize how difficult it is to win uh, a playoff series and pull off an upset, uh, even even around these parts, uh, because the sure. Warriors back in the day were able to do it uh, against that Dallas Mavericks team. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We'll pause. We'll come back. More phone calls. We'll get to who's hot, who's not, uh, and also uh, hear some postgame sound as well. Warriors get the win over the Rockets, 113-87. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Draymond takes the hard rebound off the glass to the trailing Bazemore. Comes middle on the dribble. Wants to get the ball to Curry. He does. Curry throws it out to Draymond. Relocates the corner. Gets the ball back. He'll fire. Three ball. Right corner pocket for Stephen Curry. It's an 11-point lead. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Roll along here on a Saturday night. Warriors get the win over the Rockets, 113 to 87. 888 We're with you here until about 8.30 tonight as the Warriors back to the 500 mark. 32 and 32, Covey. Let's uh let's keep it moving on the phone lines, though. Dirty. Uh Dirty, you're up next here on 957 the game. What's up, Dirty? Hey, hey, what up, guys? Talk uh talking to you from Eastside San Jose. I'm basically in Allen Rock, but um I wanted to say this. I don't like the quitters calling. I don't like all that yeah. other stuff. We got the one of the best players of, of all time on our team, and we're talking about getting swept because we don't have Oubre. I look, <laughs> look, I look at the thing like this. I look at the thing like this. If we go to a series with one of these teams that we're rivals with or one of these teams that hasn't been in the playoffs like the Suns, I like our chances. I really do. And, look, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Curry fanatic, and I've been a Warrior since I was four years old when I seen Shaq and uh, Weber go at it, uh, Penny Hardaway versus Sprewell, while Tim Hardaway was injured, and we won that game in 93. But I'm just saying this. That's since I've been a Warriors fan, and I'm 33 years old. Now, I'm looking at it like uh, we got good chances against any team who wants to be that one seed. That's why the Lakers ducked out of it. They didn't want to see us in that one. I mean, that's the, look it. We've got these jerseys on all year. The We Believe, the We Believe jersey. I've, I've talked to a lot of fans from Oakland, from Frisco, all my boys from Vallejo. They said we got that We Believe feeling because all we got is Curry, and the guys around them, they're good enough to get it done to take anybody to a six or seven game series. We're not gonna get swept. I love the Warriors, but I'm not talking from a fan standpoint, talking from a realistic standpoint. And I appreciate you guys taking this call. Love you guys. You got you got it, Dirty. Have a great night, Dirty. I, I agree with the sentiment. And look, we can have a debate about their ch- their chances against this team or that team. The Lakers didn't duck out of anything. They didn't have LeBron no. James or Anthony Davis for like two months. So they aren't ducking out of anything. But, hey, I hope we get to have a conversation about that coming up here in, in two weeks, specifically because the Warriors are, are actually playing one of these teams. But regardless of whether you think they could beat Utah or Phoenix or the Clippers or anybody else they might face should they get into the tournament, uh, you still want them to get into the freaking tournament. Yeah, of course. Like, look, 
you can't win a championship unless you qualify for the playoffs. And and we saw the Warriors. See, it's you know, how quickly we forget. And I know five straight finals and three titles will will kind of you know that for a lot of Warriors fans like the OGs for a lot of them that'll have them set for life if this team never won another playoff game they'd be set Steph Curry's legacy is set for some of the newer fans that that maybe came around when the Warriors started to, to turn and have all the success I think you know they, they don't know anything other than success like my little cousin Ashton he's like man I'm not watching the Warriors right now they're not trying to win a championship this year it's like oh really okay all right thanks young man keep it moving but like but I'm telling you I think the Warriors, they're kind of a victim of their own success in that way. But there's there's still a lot of people that just love basketball, love this team. You know, come hell or high water, they're, they're going to be rooting for this team and, and appreciating and respecting the journey because they like just watching Steph Curry play basketball and they can appreciate that. I still think that, you know, the, the back part of Curry's career here, and I'll throw Draymond and Clay in there, this unit, um, they could still accomplish something pretty special. But the reality is when this team started winning finals, J.D., what happened before that? One year they make the playoffs and they upset Denver in the first round, then they're out in the next round. The next year they go out in seven games to the Clippers. Like, you, they had to sustain those early playoff losses to get that experience as a group and then take it to the next level when they had a complete roster. Like, this could be a step for them this year. Not, I'm not saying they're going to upset somebody in the first round, but just getting back into the playoffs, reestablishing yourself as a contender in the West, as a playoff team in the West, and then you take another step next year. You don't go from, hey, we were the, uh, you know, we were the 10th seed and got bounced in the first play-in game to, oh, yeah, well, Clay's back and Wiseman's back and maybe we re-signed Oubre, so now all of a sudden we feel like we can hang with Utah. No, 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 no. Lay the groundwork this year. Get that experience and use that as your springboard heading into next year. I, I, for some people, that's an eye roll. For me, that's that's mandatory that this team accomplishes that. Yeah, you don't, and you sure as heck don't look at a three-game lead and go, "Well, we can't make any noise. Let's let's just let's you know what, Steph. Let's just take these last eight games off, man. We'll take our one and seven. We're one and seven this year without you." Uh, we'll take our one and seven. We'll let the Pelicans pass us, and and we'll get into the lottery like that. That's the, like there's no freaking chance with six games left with fans inside Chase Center. You think the Warriors are going to do that? Good lord, no chance. Well, and and that yeah no and and look, I, that's a great point too, JD. Like we've been waiting for over a year for fans to be back at the Chase Center. I mean, look, it was the biggest game I would think in Chase Center history against the Mavericks. Uh, you know, earlier this week, and that didn't go very well, but. You've got this six-game run into the playoffs. The Warriors have been damn good at home this year, especially compared to how they played on the road. So, no, this is an opportunity to make the Chase Center, uh, to make that their house and, and just kind of lay that framework because that's the other thing, too. I mean, you know, when the Niners moved into Levi Stadium, year one, they went 8-8, eight and eight, but it all started to slip away. By year two, it was like, what were they, like 2-14? and 14? I mean, they were one of the worst teams in the NFL. So it can change quickly for a team in either direction. And, and certainly what you don't want is, hey, they left all of their – their winning mojo, all, all of that winning culture got left on the other side of the Bay Bridge. You need to also establish the Chase Center because it's new digs. It's been weird. It's been clunky. You know, the last season got shut down. They had 15 freaking wins. Uh, there hasn't been fans for most of this season. So there's also a chance to, to finish this year on an uptick in your house. And, and I'm telling you, we all when we talk about teams, you know, a lot of times it goes hand in hand with that venue and what a tough place it is to play, right? And Oracle was like that for so many years. And the Warriors, to get some playoff games in there, even if it's just two, like to have that opportunity, that that begins to lay that foundation, JD, for next year. So it's not all brand new. We're not doing the, hey, it's the first playoff game in Chase Center and 
You know, the Warriors are the, are the five seed. They're playing against Portland or they're playing against the Clippers. No, no, no. We've already got that last year. Just get some familiarity and, and get this team back into the playoffs. I'm telling you, like, to me, that is such a huge box for them to check this year. Because, look, it's in their control right now. Like, they, it's, that's, that's all ahead of them. Like, they have the opportunity to do that. You've come this far. What are you, you just going to pack it in and go home now for what? Yeah, let, let's get to Chris in South City. Chris, you're up next here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Chris? Hey guys, I'm a big Lakers fan, originally from Van Nuys, and um, I was I was like seeing that you guys don't really appreciate a guy like Andrew Wiggins, and I'm like, as a Lakers fan, I would love Wiggins over Kuzma, and you guys like, would you guys want Would you want that trade? You guys oh could. God, no. <laughs> Thanks. No, for the give call, me Wiggins Chris. over Kuzma all day, bro. No way. You you ain't hearing me hating on Andrew Wiggins. I was I was a little bit uh, you know I, I was skeptical of Andrew Wiggins, like all of us were coming into this season. But Andrew Wiggins, I'd like him to have a few more ceiling games, if you will. But Andrew Wiggins has been consistent on both ends of the floor, and for a team that hasn't had a lot of consistency this year, JD, um, he has been a very pleasant surprise for me. So no issues with Andrew Wiggins. I'm looking forward to watching him be the fourth most important player on this team next year. Yeah, and as far as Kuzma, he's going to be a, a, a free agent, a restricted free agent uh, here this this coming off season, and and he's going to get a raise, but he's not going to get a raise. He's only making three point five million this year. So he's going to get a raise, uh, but I mean, I'll give you, you you give you give the you know the analytical answer. I'm going to give you the practical answer. Like I just don't think there's any way that it that it that it possibly could work, and it would have to be some kind of a sign and trade type of a deal. And you're not going to sign and trade to bring in Kyle Kuzma if you're the Warriors. So it just it's just not a fit. Just just not a fit. Uh, but nope. uh, it's a Saturday night, so uh, we'll, I'm out we'll on the hair too. Fun. <laughs> we'll, we'll have some fun with that one. I'm out on Kuzma's hair too, JD. I don't like it. It bothers okay. me. The hair bothers me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's hear from Steve Kerr. We'll also get to uh, who's hot, who's not, and we'll look ahead at the upcoming matchup against the Pelicans. Pelicans, by the way, did win tonight in Minnesota. That game has gone final in overtime. The Timberwolves actually had them down, had them down ten with about three minutes to go and the Pelicans were able to force overtime, and then they wind up winning that game in the overtime. So the Pelicans move to 29-35, and 35, three games back of the Warriors. They've got the three games head-to-head coming up here over the final uh, eight games of the season, the next two in New Orleans. And uh, really, uh, these are big games for both, but the Pelicans are... are view, th- view these next two games, Covey, as uh, almost the, the play-in-tournament style uh, situation for the Pelicans. They got to win them both, and the Warriors just have to win one to 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 <laughs> supplant the you know to keep the Pelicans at bay. Now the Warriors need to win both if they want to have their sights set on moving up, which they obviously still do. But if you want to ensure that you're going to be uh, keeping the Pelicans on the outside looking in, just make sure you win one and don't give them life as there's about six games to go. Yeah, for the Pelicans by winning this game tonight, uh, because had they not won tonight. It, it might have been a wrap regardless, but yeah. by by winning tonight, I mean, basically the Pelicans playoffs began tonight, uh, beating the T-Wolves and coming back. They basically staved off elimination tonight, if you will, and now they've set them up with an opportunity. If you're a Pelicans fan, you, you know, you've been waiting all year, like they've got talent with, with Adams and Ball and, of course, Zion. Uh, you kept waiting for the, the, the cohesion to come together, and it looked like maybe at one point this year they were going to kind of put it all together. They started winning some games, but then they got inconsistent as hell again 
win, and um, now here they are, uh, you know, sitting a couple of games behind the dubs at 29 and 35. But, you know, three games is a lot. But if you're the Pelicans, you're like, well, we play these guys three times, and we can win the season series, and we can have the tiebreaker. So th this is their whole season for them on Monday night, and I think if you can beat them Monday night, you might be able to get them Tuesday night too. What you don't want to do is lose to a Monday night and then give them, you know, action heading into Tuesday night. Like Monday's game is is means everything to the Pelicans, but I think it means a fair a lot to the Golden State Warriors as well. That that's a great that's a great point. You win the one and then and then the Pelicans are four back at that point with with basically seven to play and and then at that point what are they fighting for? And I, I and that that's a great point. And and the Pelicans are a team that you know, I, I like the matchup uh, as far as as far as those two for the war. I don't love the Zion Williamson matchup uh, for the Warriors at all. But as far as a team that that isn't great defensively, the Pelicans aren't. Uh, it feels like the kind of game that could be a loosely played game to a certain extent, and that can benefit the Warriors. Now that being said, you know, we do have to view this under the context more of what the Warriors have been the last week than I think what the Warriors had been the two weeks prior to that. This team has looked a little bit of gas, a little bit gassed. They look gassed tonight. I mean, that's, you know, this is a nice win for the Warriors tonight. Steph went crazy in the third quarter. They won it against the team with the worst record in the NBA because they outscored them in, in the third quarter, 39 to 12. Before that, though, what were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, God, this looks pretty much exactly like the other three games this week in the first half, like a, a Rockets version of that. So I, I, I am a little wary. I, I like the matchup, but I'm a little wary because the Warriors have been a different team this last week. They've had guys out. This Ubre thing, you know, it doesn't sound like he's coming back uh, Monday and Tuesday, even if maybe he gets this injury to a point where he could come back beyond that to kind of close out the year on the homestand. So, uh, again, I think the style of play maybe favors the Warriors a little bit to where they could win one of these games. But uh, I, I don't I don't really like the way the Warriors have been playing as it leads to those two games. No, not at all. I mean, and look, the Pelicans, they, they're they a younger team. they got a deeper bench right now. And, talented. You know, yeah, they are. And, and I know Adams missed the game tonight. He had to leave their game the other day. So we'll see what his availability is. That could be a huge swing. I know, you know they got Ernan Gomez uh, playing center for them tonight. Um, but, you know, Bledsoe's a veteran. He, he can certainly come out and get going. Uh, Ingram, you know, Ingram could be a front court scorer. He can be a problem. He, you know, he can hit his threes and get going. We know the Pelicans are going to shoot a ton of threes like everybody else does. And it'll probably come down to who makes more threes, as most of these games do. Um, but this is this could be a tricky two-step for the Warriors simply because of the timing factor. I mean, for most of the year, you give me two games with the Warriors and the Pelicans, I think worst-case scenario, Warriors get a split. Um, but right now, it's, it's a little bit dicey. Good thing you got that Curry guy. And these are the kind of games. And, and look, I called for Draymond tonight to get a triple-double on the pregame. He didn't quite get there, but he didn't have to play in the fourth quarter. So hopefully the Warriors will be a benefit, a benefactor of that as well, J.D., of Curry and, and Draymond not having to play the fourth. They get the day off tomorrow, get a little shoot-around going on, get a little work together, uh, and, and then play what's a, a really important game. Because what you can basically accomplish Monday night, J.D., with 48 quality minutes of basketball is you can basically assure yourself that you're going to be in the playing tournament. I know mathematically it's not the case, but damn near. You could damn near wrap it up because you got two games against the Thunder coming up. Thunder give up 150 freaking points to the Pacers tonight, for God's sake. So they are just atrocious. So you can basically punch your ticket to the playing tournament at a minimum with a win on Monday night. So hopefully the Warriors can be up for that game and uh, and, and see it the same way. Um, but the 
Pelicans are going to be desperate, man. So it, it'll be fun. I mean, it's you know kind of a little pseudo, you know, little mini playing tournament game with uh, you know a couple of weeks left in the season. So it'll be fun to cover it, and I'm looking forward. I like the the, the little uh, back to backs in the same gym. It's a little weird, but I do like the back to backs because it's kind of like a little mini playoff series. And as you know, JD, familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah, I I love I love the the Pelicans as the team that that has a slim shot at maybe catching the Warriors playing those two games. I would not like those two games if it was two Rockets games back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday. I would not like it if it was two Thunder games back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday. But that's just me. I'm just, just to- purely purely selfishly. I mean, the Warriors, I think, would have great shots to win both of those games. But I think for content purposes, and I'm always worried about the content, Kobe. You know that. I'm just I'm, I'm a worker. <laughs> uh, the Pelicans for, sure. for two games on a Monday and a Tuesday – that is supreme content. No doubt. Now, we'll be sinking our teeth into that, and it'll be just me and you. We'll have to soldier on without JB, but, you know, once the Warriors get back home, we'll have, you know, plenty of games with Jim Barnett down the stretch as well. And I hope that we can get out to the Chase Center for some of these games, man. we got to get on the conference call this week. we got to talk to the boss and see what's going on with that, man. I'm straight up vaccinated. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to see the fans. But, yeah, man, this is, uh, from a content standpoint, give it to me. You know, you had the, the Lonzo rumors to the dubs earlier in the year. You got Zion trying to carry his team to the playoffs, get them jump started at this late stage of the season um curry trying to chuck this team on his back carry them over the finish line so yeah i'm here for all of it um you know and i'm just kind of thinking about some of the matchups in this game and i know we'll, we'll break it down monday uh you know before the game uh, with warriors pregame live but you know i'm just trying to you know it'll be steph and lonzo they'll get a healthy dose there i mean i guess it would be draymond garden zion i know wiggins will probably help out a little bit on that um but you know wiggins will probably spend plenty of time on uh, on ingram as well so uh, this will be some fun matchups in this game on Monday, that's for sure. Yeah, it will. There, there's no doubt. And uh, you look at the Pelicans having a couple of different guys. I mean, Bledsoe can guard Steph some. Alonzo uh, can guard Steph some. I mean, it, there's the, yeah, if, if Wiggins is on Ingram, then, then that means maybe you got to have Draymond paying more attention to Zion. Z- Zion's the one guy just on paper. I know Draymond can defend anybody. And by the way, Draymond was, was really good tonight. I mean, this was, was. this was the high effort – you know, excellent defense, you know, engaged, you know, zipping the ball around, making plays for others on the offensive side. Like this, this was the, this was the, hey, we need to win a game tonight, uh, Draymond Green. 100%. Yeah. And that's what we called for in the pregame. And I think Draymond wasn't happy with his effort the last couple of games. And, and again, you know, I know that a, a lot of people perceive, oh, Kove, you're always bashing Draymond. Have some respect. Look, man, to whom much is given, much is expected. And, it, you know, it's not a personal thing. It's just a reality thing. Like the Warriors are short on talent. So Draymond has to play at a certain level consistently for this team to have a chance to win just like Steph just like Wiggins but Draymond is the defensive catalyst he's the anchor man he's he's the guy that's going to lead the way so and I'm you know for me there's been nights this year where I feel like he's been bringing less effort than others and you know I I know that that would be a point of contention for you know uh, Steve Kerr or Draymond or maybe you know some people that, that cover the team but for the most part, for me, it's I can only go on what I see. Um, but tonight, Draymond was terrific, and this was an all-hands-on-deck game. And hopefully, he's got a little something left in, in the reserve. And again, I'm glad he took the fourth quarter off tonight. These these games on Monday and Tuesday down in New Orleans, they're, they're massively important. And, you know, there's going to be all eyes of the basketball world are going to be on those games. And, you know, Draymond, Cover, and Zion, like... That's oh, the whole every any basketball fan is going to want to see that on Monday night. So I'm sure Draymond will be up for those games. I, I don't know if that's what motivates him, but hopefully it is. 
Let's hear a couple of Steve Kirk cuts. We'll also hear from from Steph Curry here before we uh, call it a night. Uh, first thing from Steve Kerr, uh, he addressed what, what you just mentioned, which is the importance of uh, getting some rest for the Warriors' top two players. Yeah, it was a big deal. You know, we we obviously have a back-to-back, uh, a big back-to-back coming up uh, in New Orleans. So really important for, for them to get some rest and, and uh, you know, be ready to go on Monday. Yeah, short and sweet there from Steve Kerr. Let's let's hear a little bit more from from Steve Kerr uh, on Draymond tonight and how he played. And uh, he also gave a nod to uh, a couple of other Warriors role players uh, in this one. Draymond was brilliant tonight, as he has been all year, just all over the place defensively, directing traffic offensively, making plays uh, at both ends. Just another great night for Draymond. He was terrific. And uh, I thought, uh, you know, there were some some big plays early in that third quarter. Bays had a, a chase down block that seemed to, to start to get that run going. And uh, I thought both he and Juan really were active defensively, and uh, and that that helped get us going. Yeah, a little bit more energy. It was Steph going off, but a little bit more energy, I think, uh, on the defensive side. Uh, although the defense was there in the first half tonight, but I think it was a little bit more of a, you know, the Warriors saying to themselves that they needed to really make a, you know, really come out strong in that third quarter and and try to put it on the Rockets and and get and and really have a big run that could end that game like they did, like almost like enough is enough kind of a you know kind of a moment. And Steph had that mentality. Draymond had that mentality, and I think uh, I think Bazemore and, and and Juan Toscano Anderson helped ramp the defense up as well. Yeah, I thought JTA was was big tonight uh, for the stretches that he was out there. I totally agree. Yeah, that third quarter was just okay. Like you look up, they're down six, and you're like, oh well, it's you know six point deficit against the Rockets isn't much. You can you you can turn that around pretty quickly. And it was it was ironic because you know Steph had a three rim out that would have tied it, and then. You know, Houston beats the buzzer, so, you know, it could have been tied. It could have been a three-point game, but boom, it's a six-point game. And they, they basically, you know, I think after the first half, they deserve to be down six. But the way that they turned it on in the third quarter showed the difference, too, of just what it means to have a Hall of Famer on your basketball team uh, when he wants to take over a game. He certainly can. And, you know, it's just he goes from having a terrible first half, what, he scores seven points, you know, two of 12 shooting, and then you look up and, yeah, he's got 30 after three and the game's over. So pretty cool. And, and because of that, he got to take the fourth, uh, the fourth quarter off, which uh, certainly doesn't hurt at this time of year. Let's hear a little bit from Stephen Curry. Uh, Steph uh, talking about the, the third quarter and uh, just the way things played out with him going off. Just basketball. It's a funny game sometimes. Same uh, intentions, same shots. I think our collective team defense allowed us to get more flow on offense and get more looks in transition and wear them down a little bit. Um, I hit that one in the corner. I don't know what I was shooting at the time, but it was nice to let out a little yell, try to infuse some joy into the game. And, you know, things took off from there. So it was a, it was a great quarter, obviously. We won the game right there and got to carry that momentum into New Orleans. Yeah, and I think it's it's a big momentum, you know, carrier. Just the fact, you know, one, that Steph and Draymond don't have to play. But it just, we talked about this a lot on uh, the pregame. Just, it just calms everything down. It just calms everything down. I mean, can you imagine? I, I always like to think, could you imagine the show we'd be doing 
tonight if the game had gone the other way. I, I actually think about that every night just because I'm kind of wired that way. And if the Warriors had lost this game tonight and it had kind of been an extension of the first half, like maybe they play a little bit better, but it goes down to the wire and it's just kind of an ugly game. I mean, at that point, Nothing would be decided, obviously, because the Warriors would still be two games up on the Pelicans. But but you know, at that point, avoiding being on the outside looking in, considering the two games ahead, I mean, that wouldn't be off the table. No, and, and that, those two Pelicans games, they would mean damn near just as much to the Golden State Warriors as to the Pelicans. And, you know, it, the Warriors obviously just want to get one of the two, clearly. Oh, I mean, obviously, they'd like to win both, but even one of the two will suffice. Had they lost tonight, they might be looking at a situation where, man, you might feel like you need to get both of them. Uh, otherwise, you could be in trouble. So I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the Pelicans, regardless, going to have to get all three if they want to catch the dubs. But a loss tonight, then you're heading into uh, New Orleans for, you know, a huge back-to-back on a three-game losing streak. Probably should have been on a four-game losing streak if you think about the way that Sacramento game played out. And that was on the heels of, you know, maybe you playing some of your best basketball the season going 8-3 and three over that 11-game span. So, um, you know, peaks and valleys this season for the Warriors. But I'll give them credit. Like, when they've been, you know, knocked down, they've they found a way to get back up. And they haven't had too many horrific outings against really bad teams, right? They don't have a lot of those kind of losses. I mean, without Steph, that's a whole different story. But when Steph's played, they've beaten crappy opposition by and large this season. And that's a big reason why they still find themselves at 500 right now because they've been able to do that and they were able to find a way to get it done tonight against a putrid Rockets team. Yeah, they, they are. And now all attention turns to the Pelicans. Uh, should also let everybody know, uh, just uh, in the NBA here, Dallas uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. with a big three. They win uh, in the final seconds tonight at home against Washington. Uh, the reason I mentioned Dallas, they're now fifth in the Western Conference. Uh, they Their win bumps their record up to 36-27, and 27, so they're actually nine games over 500 now. Uh, and they tie the Lakers, but they have the tiebreaker on the Lakers for the season series. So the Mavericks are fifth right now. They'd, they'd be playing Denver in the first round play, uh, of the playoffs. The Lakers dip down to sixth. The Lakers and Clippers would play a first-round series if the playoffs end, or if the regular season ended today and the playoffs started. I got I to gotta think that there are a lot of people in the NBA league office that does not want to see that in the first round because you would know one of those teams is going home. Yeah, no doubt. That'd be that'd be terrible for the NBA. But, you know, with, when LeBron uh, and AD get hurt and, you know, let's face it, like LeBron got his title in L.A. Now, I know he wants another one. I get that. But it just kind of doesn't feel like it's the Lakers year. Like there's some really good teams in the West. Now, they could also, J.D., as you know, get healthy at the right time. And if LeBron and AD get rolling again, you know, I wouldn't bet against him in a seven game series against anybody, um, you know, provided they're going right uh, heading into that series. But I think it's it's funny because, you know, if you think about it, it's hard to bet against LeBron in any playoff series. But like at some point, you know, the, the magic's got to run out. Right. And, you know, it. it Where's the next generation of, of superstars ready to take over the throne? Like, is it Donovan Mitchell and then Gobert with the Jazz? Is it, you know, is it Booker with, you know, the OG Chris Paul in Phoenix with Aiton? Like, I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll, I'll say that because, you know, it's probably going to end up being through all this, you know, unless they end up playing earlier than that. You know, either the Lakers or the Clippers. I'll put it to you like this. One of those two teams, the Lakers or the Clippers, is going to be in the Western Conference Finals this year. I firmly believe that. Yeah, I, I think – 
you're probably right about that. Uh, it, but, man, that would be unbelievable if those two wind up playing in a first-round series. Uh, so stay tuned on that front. Uh, but uh, the Mavs, at least for the moment, via the tiebreaker, have moved into fifth, uh, which is kind of remarkable when you think about where they were when they played the Warriors back in, in February. They looked like a team that was in a, in a bad way. Uh, that'll do it uh, for us tonight. Great stuff, uh, as always. My man will reconvene at 3 o'clock, same, same tip time on Monday as tonight. Uh, 4.30 tip, so 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll have Warriors Live on Monday. Looking forward to it, man. Enjoy the off day tomorrow, and uh, we'll, too, we'll talk then. All right, thanks, J.D. Appreciate it. Yeah, I know you, you've been ripping and running too, man, so uh, enjoy your day off, and uh, we shall reconvene on Monday, which will be a fun game. A little Warriors Pels. Let's get it in. Yeah, it looks good. And uh, before we get out of here, want to do our uh, exer exergen who's hot, who's not. We'll give it to oh, Stephen yeah. Curry tonight for the third quarter. Uh, doesn't get much better than the third quarter for Steph. 23 points on 7 of 11, 5 of 7 from three-point range. Uh, the Warriors in that third quarter, great offense, great defense. They outscore the Rockets 39-12. to 12. So Steph gets the nod tonight uh, for uh, who's hot, uh, who's not, Alan Smilagich, uh, 0 for 3 <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah, he, he mailed it in, three. man. <laughs> 0 for 3 for Smiley in five minutes. Finally got a shot to play in a blowout win. We've seen him in some of the uglier blowout losses this year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Smiley going to have to take that one uh, on the chin. The only Warrior tonight who played that did not score. Uh, so oh. that gets you who's not uh, on the who's hot, who's not. Sponsored by Exergen Covey because accuracy matters. All right, now we'll call it a night, brother. Good stuff. We'll yeah. talk to you on Monday. Yeah, and just real quick, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, shout out to Juan Toscano-Anderson tonight. Four steals and five blocks. Uh, defensively, he was a real catalyst, as you mentioned. So he's one of my who's hot tonight. I had that in my notes. So I got to get it in for JTA. Yeah, JTA absolutely gets a nod there. For Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Sam. Again, we're back on Monday. 3 o'clock, Warriors Live, Warriors and the Pelicans. Final couple of road games of the regular season. Uh, stay tuned for that. We got you covered right here uh, as the Warriors get the win tonight, 113-87. to You heard it right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. Good night.